Hello, Internet. How's everybody Hello, Internet. doing? I, uh, I dug up, I don't want to say old relic because that just makes you sound old, but uh, this guy <laughs> hasn't been on Twitter in a year. He hasn't been on Facebook in four years, and I know everybody loves him, and they probably all miss you, Jeff. So uh, how's it going? Doing well, Dale. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, and it, it usually is good to see me. I'm, I try. <laughs> yeah, it's totally good to see you. I, <laughs> I, I think I, I say that, like, every time I see you, I'm like, oh, it's really good to see you, because I don't see very many people, so. Yeah, you're and it. I probably make that terrible joke every single time. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah, it's good to see me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> you are pretty, yeah, you are pretty rad. That's, That's how you tell someone's not rad when they have to they say they're rad. rad. <laughs> but how do you know you're rad if you, don't, if you don't tell people you're rad? Oh, that's a good point. All right. So, Always tell us a hand. bit about yourself. I guess there's some people who might not know who you are. Right. Um, if my mom decided to come back after she bolted on us from swearing too much, she usually – Really? Yeah. She, uh, she was like, oh, I tried to listen to your podcast, but you swear too much. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, – I swear a lot. So what you're saying is swearing is okay. Yeah, swearing is fine. Okay, yeah, okay, right on. I mean, if you don't um, want, last time I tried not to swear, someone made fun of me. So I don't know. You sounded, sounded too clean. Because I said F, but I like saying fudge. Like, <laughs> yeah. I lived with my friend Becky and she had a four year old. Yeah. And then she got mad every time I swore, which makes sense. You have a four year old. So I started saying fudge instead of fuck. And yeah. it just stuck. And then there was this show, Happy Endings. Oh, yeah. And it had, um, I think it was Damon Wayne Jr. on it. Damon Wayans Jr. And he didn't swear because it was like a nice TV show to like make you feel good. And, um, and he would say fudge. And there's this one time where he's like, oh, fudge, 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 fudge. fudge. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so like, just yes. stuck and it's now like it's something you say, you brought it into your lexicon. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. it, it got Can stuck in there. From a Christmas story? Oh fudge! Only I didn't say fudge when he drops like his dad's bolts off the car, like he's changing the tire. And like, yeah, that's so oh, that, yeah. that's what stuck in my head. I saw that when I was a kid, and I was like, so I say fudge because like we have a kid. Uh, actually, I have a, I have a good story about my brother. So my brother yeah. was like trying to stop swearing. He's like, man, I'm really trying to I'm really trying to curb my swearing, and uh, and you know, I'm try not to say stuff. And like a minute later, his kids are running around. He's like, he's like. Oh, it's fucking bull stuff. And I'm like, yeah, good effort, buddy. Good effort. So you got one. Wait, one did you say bull fucking bull fucking stuff? Bulls. I'm like, oh, you got one. You got one. I mean, he, he, he took his swearing down 50%. I mean. So really, he cut it in half. So he's actually doing a good job. So yeah, personally, I'd say you should probably around your. Well, the weird thing was growing up, since I grew up on a farm, our yeah. parents were always like, you're allowed to say shit. Because yeah. to us, that's not a swear word because it comes out of the animals cow manure and i think my dad just didn't want to say manure and sound like a giant nerd so he wanted to say shit so bad that he's like it's okay if you guys say shit just so i can say shit <laughs> yeah. no, don't worry manure is the scientific word for yeah. it we don't, want to, we don't want to say that we'll just he's say like shit. what are we the french we're not saying manure. <laughs> common colloquialism is shit it's cool to say that yeah, yeah. i don't even is manure a french word uh, probably it sounds like a French word. Yeah, you're asking like a, a like a fake French guy. If I, I I'm asking you because you have a very French last name. Wait, is that, am I in in this day and age? You're not you're not on social media right now, so you're a bad. That's person. correct. Well, no, I'm on I'm on Instagram. Oh yeah, Instagram's so, like the gateway social media where it's like you could just post pictures and get out. Like you're you're totally like, you can set it aside. 
yeah, your bad opinions and regretful posts don't really go up there unless you like your yeah. Instagram model and you post half naked nudie stuff. I, do they make money doing that? I don't understand the whole like Instagram model thing. Like what is I, that? I think it's the same as like Facebook and everything else. Once you get a certain amount of followers and stuff, oh, you can you start get, monetizing it. Yeah, they start being like, hey, we're going to put ads in your promoted stuff. A paid and, partnership with yeah. Canadian Ford Loco. It's just Beaver Buzz and Crown oh Royal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beaver <laughs> Buzz and Crown Royal. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do product placements. I Just like if you could pick, they're like, hey, here's our list of product placements you could do. And you're like, and give me some rent. You were talking earlier about the ASMR people, and they do that a lot, right? They're like, today oh, yeah. is episode is brought to you by fucking earphones fucking earphones are awesome you just put them in i'm like cool i just wanted to fall asleep and now i gotta listen to your fucking promo so yeah like you said you you were watching that girl eat pickles maybe she's like i'm eating big pickles today's asmr is brought to you by vlasic crunch fuck stop it yeah and if you truly enjoy these Polsky old Gorkies, you <laughs> can right. find them too. <laughs> You've got a snappy little gherkin here for you. That's yeah. <laughs> something I've said a number of times in my life. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I was going to ask you, is it, yeah. is it okay to call you Barry Frenchman since your yeah, last name is Gaultier? Sure, that's totally fine. Uh, Did I get I mean, it? Did I get no, it? Yeah, pretty close. Pronounce uh, Oh, okay. Uh, give me the real one. Gautier. Gautier? Gautier. Gautier. So it's okay. I think I got a lot of it. silent letters. So it's, it's kind of like it's not a soft T, but it's like a middle of the road T. Like it's not a goat yay. It's a goatier. Goatier. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. food. Like it does. Uh, it sounds or, or like cheese. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's like it's hard coming up with nicknames for, for that last name. Like, no, like Jeff doesn't rhyme with much except chef and ref. So yeah. those aren't really like good, solid, shitty nicknames, but like people started getting creative with my last name and calling me weird names. Like I've been called goats for a really long time. Cause the first yeah. part's like goats. Yay. It's a playing hockey. Everybody called them goats. My Instagram handle is Miss at Mr. Goats. My former Twitter handle is at Mr. Goats. I had a blog that was Mr. Goats.com. Oh, blogs. Like, yeah. Remember, remember blogs? those uh... driving SEO for most corporations. Yeah. Uh, that's literally all. So, um, sorry, sorry to get nostalgic yeah, like, uh, in the middle of your sentence some, there. No, it's okay. Somebody, somebody I worked with called me Jeff Goat Pate one time because that was his like closest. It was like a sick burn for him. He was yeah. a little, a little uh, less than. He's he was probably at home. He's like, oh man, goat pate. He he was probably like so jazzed when he said it to me. Oh, his he was stoked. He was so stoked. I'm like, cool. yeah, that one. So now it will. Now it'll stick. Now it'll. But as of this podcast, it'll. Okay. And it just like fucking clunkered, and nobody even noticed. He's like, right. If I could practice that in my shower, and <laughs> you know, cares. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> All the time in the world just in the mirror and like before yeah. you go, okay i'm ready it's today's the day today's the day <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna call him it's like i don't understand that cracked up those shampoo bottles <laughs> right it was perfect it was perfect it's all about the execution john all about the execution so before i mentioned you're not on social media because yeah. you're a smart person whose brain works i mean <laughs> used to it well it works better now <laughs> yeah Everybody, because it's funny because everybody's like, I'm going to take some time off Twitter. Like Twitter's the specific one because it's, it's the biggest, like, 
uh, dumpster fire of a social media site and like Facebook and stuff, you could keep in touch with your family. So everybody just kind of like keeps it so you could passively understand what's going on. To roll a deck yeah, to your exactly. So you can hang out with them one day. Yeah, but Twitter, every that's the one that everybody's like, I'm gonna take some time off Twitter because this isn't affecting me nicely. And then like two weeks later, they're like, Oh, I feel so much better. Hey guys, can't wait to just ingest all this hate. Then 2020 <laughs> happens, and you're like, Well, yeah. shit, I guess I should uh, take some mental health time off. Of this. <laughs> yeah. So. No, that was- like when I left Twitter, it was just like a, it was a cold leaf. It wasn't a like, well, fuck you guys. I'm out. I was just mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to, I just don't want to do this anymore. That's so, a good, how long ago was this? It was like a year ago, at least now. Um, yeah. And I you don't have I, it marked on your calendar? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, a, like a sober chip every month. I'm not on Twitter. I get yeah. like a, you know, like a little thing. Sorry, uh, Derek, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. They probably don't even give you chips cause you have no one to show. Cause you're not yeah, on no Twitter. To to, right? I can't take a picture and show it. I yeah. follow this one dude on Instagram and he's like, he's, he's had that one month sober chip up like 45 times. I'm like, dude, it's not working for you. It's not like happening. Right. I mean, it's still a month each time. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's true, I guess. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just, just, just yeah, make yeah. like drinking. It's cool. Like, just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. anyway. Maybe tone it back. So what you what was your reason for leaving? You were just like, mm, oh, not for well, me. It was like, it was, so it was like 2019. I left for a while and I came back for a bit. Like I had, so I had two Twitter accounts. Yeah. I started like an at Jeff Gauche Twitter account like a million years ago. So when I first started like back in 2007 or 2008, I was working for a tech firm and I was blogging. Uh, I remember blogs and this is another blog. <laughs> uh, and I was blogging. Or was a, Ladies, Jeff blogs. <laughs> uh, and it was the, it was, I was like, I was doing like uh, tech reviews of Ren tech stuff. Like there were, I don't know, it was kind of fun. It was like, shitty journalism i would do uh reviews of of like electronics and stuff for the for a television show and they had a blog and i would blog regularly for that so i had an at jeff gauchet and it was like that was the like a bunch of tech people followed me like i don't know how to use this but i would just i would like post the link to my blog on on my twitter account and a bunch of people followed me they were like reasonably famous people within the tech industry especially in vancouver so it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, this is really neat. Like all these cool tech people are following me. And then like, as I started using Twitter a little bit more for like personal stuff, I was like, shit, I should probably start a second Twitter account where I can like say the shit is really me. Cause this one's very much like a business Twitter, mm-hmm. and like a me Twitter. So we were talking earlier about like different personas and shit on Twitter yeah. and like how, how it could be like, you can talk to somebody in real life and then you like, you see them on Twitter and you're like, whoa, they're this bombastic, crazy, awesome person. You just totally want to know them. And then in real life, they're like an absolute, like they're a shy, like a shrinking violet. They don't speak and they're like, wow, okay, cool. So you're two different people. Um, yeah. I'm not really like that. So, but because this other one had like all these professional people following me, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to keep these two things separate. So I started the Mr. Goats one. Uh, and that became my like, hang out with buddies and talk about hockey and, and, uh, and like, and motorbikes and like, I don't know and bullshit right it yeah like the bullshit one. so i it was less that i had two personas i didn't post anything on the mr go or on the jeff gauchet one i just i just put like my my business tweets on there or like my professional tweets it was almost like it was almost like a linkedin twitter account right 
<laughs> yeah, like, LinkedIn came along, I, came, I discovered LinkedIn. I'm like, well, okay, I can use this now. So the Jeff Gaucher one sort of disappeared. So Mr. Ghost was going along fine for years. I had yeah. that account for like a thousand years. That was like a really long time. I think I started that one in 2009 or 2010. Uh, and so like I had that one for, you know, a really, really long, like 19 years or whatever. Like, no, nine years. I can't, I can't math. So, uh, and uh, hey, so you're, you're a blogger, not a mathematician. We get it. So yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> I, I left, I left Twitter the first time. Cause I, uh, I went to a concussion rehabilitation clinic after I got knocked out playing hockey, like one too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like, I was trying to be intentional about everything. So I, I got rid of it. And then I was like, once I was back from the clinic and was back working, I was back doing everything again. I was like, yeah, I really need a place to put my thoughts. Like nobody blogs anymore. I trashed my blog. Yeah. So I was sick of paying $15 a year for my domain name. <laughs> and it's so cheap. It's ridiculous. It's $15 more for motorcycle parts. Uh, so I, uh, so I like, I like resurrected the Mr. Goat's Twitter for a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, okay, forget this. A couple weeks went by and I was like, oh, I missed this. Okay. I'm not going to bring back Mr. Goat's cause that's bullshit. I don't really want to, cause there's like thousands of people that follow me. And I'm like, I don't really want, to deal with all that so I'll, I'll resurrect my like old business one yeah so i brought back my at jeff gaucher one mm-hmm. and there was like three weeks where i was just following like motorcycle people news uh scan bc because that's freaking awesome i love oh it. yeah that's a good account yeah and like follow. you and the outrage factory podcast hey i felt like i felt like the shit that i that i really just wanted to have coming in yeah so then it was less about me posting and more about how i consume media right okay so, yeah so i changed it i had my instagram account i docked uh, i got rid of facebook like a long time ago and then with my twitter account i had just the right feed coming in right yeah and then and then people were like oh just back and it would be like people i knew would start following me right and they're like clicking like, hey man how's it going oh we missed you they would like they would find it sort of organically or whatever yeah you know that algorithm thing where you start appearing in everybody's feed like whether or not you're following them or not because it's like something gets retweeted or liked by somebody and it shows up in another, in another feed. And yeah. Like, like you show up in other people's like notifications, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Hey, this is a hot tweet. Check it out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I would, I would occasionally type some funny shit, which I know is hard to believe when you talk. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything here. I was letting you that guy, roll. That guy, so. you, again, I just said I'm funny. So naturally I'm not funny. <laughs> That's it's like, case. yeah, that's how you know you're funny. I mean, yeah. when you, you got to funny, that's how people know you're funny. Yeah, you got to laugh at your own jokes to socially cue other people to be like, oh, that is funny. It's yeah, like totally. your own personal laugh track. Like that's right. Big Bang Theory, <laughs> nobody <laughs> yeah, would right. think is funny <laughs> if you didn't hear laugh track. So it's like my Where, jokes. Yeah. You got to hear me laugh so you know when you're going to laugh. See, you make me laugh whenever we talk. So, oh, uh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, you make me laugh. That's good. Yeah, you're. You <laughs> that's a, that's, an actual. that's that's re- literally all I care about. Like when people are like, "Oh, I met this other person and they're cooler than you," and I'm like, mm, "Are they funny?" That's not. That's, that's not a real thing. You're yeah. making me. Yeah. <laughs> that's conjecture. That's conjecture. Yeah. Like, remember when you're like when we were in our twenties before we had found our forever uh, girl. Yeah. And you'd like, you'd like hook up with a girl or whatever and you'd be trying to date her and then she'd be dating someone else. And you're like, is this guy funnier than me? Like yeah, what's totally going right. on? Not like, yeah. Better, yeah. better potential income maker, nicer, just like generally has cooler shit or is like, hey, this know, was, this was back yeah. in our twenties when we didn't care about that. We're like income. What's that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Not even a concern at that point. Right? Stability. 
<laughs> I'm not. I don't build houses. Why do I care about stability? <laughs> I lived in a van for a year. I don't know. That's stable enough, I guess. Ladies, <laughs> I've lived in a van. I've been in my van. Was it down by the river? It, no, not usually. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, so the Mr. Goats thing, the, the Twitter account thing. Yeah. I had um, I'm trying to bring it back. The that's um, very professional of you. People started. Thank you. Uh, people started. <laughs> once, I once was in journalism. Uh, people started um, following me, like organically, people that we know, yeah. people that are friends and stuff started following me. And it was fine for a while. And I started having that guilt where I'm like, man, I really should follow them back. Right. I'm like, I don't really want to because I don't want to see all the garbage and the bullshit and the retweets and the stuff. That's where you fucked up. So, uh, follow back, click, follow back, click, follow yeah. back. And then I'm just like, and then all of a sudden I open Twitter and it's just an inundation of like depression and bullshit and random tweets and people's just flotsam right like everyone like twitter is great i mean it's cool you use it i used it for years as like a place almost like therapy like a place to put my shit right yeah. like i don't have anyone to talk to i will put this into the onto twitter because no one cares the problem being is then you start realizing people read that or people bring it back up yeah. will use it against you or they judge you or they judge you based on old tweets or old things that you said and they fickly follow and unfollow you based on on like their own weird misgivings or like their own and i and i'm guilty of that too right like you unfollow somebody because you feel like they said something stupid or you know that kind of thing right you're like fuck that guy click and just unfollow right yeah it's easy. you can just like get rid of friends like this instead of dealing with the actual issue that is underlying you just say fuck you delete i'm not following oh yeah like you can uh shore up your denial a lot just by like oh, anytime ooh. somebody like says something that you question yourself you're like ah forget this delete 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 exactly yeah and when you start thinking critically about that you're like you're kind of being an asshole because you're like, I, and you're not learning and growing as a person. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, fuck, I'm, am I an asshole? I guess I'm an asshole, like to some degree. And so is everybody else. And so, so it becomes this like really toxic place where like shitty behavior is kind of rewarded to a degree. Yeah. And, you know, and, and because, because we live in this society where when you make self-deprecating humor or you make humor that puts other people down, it's funny or it's like, or, or, or that's what gets the, the likes and the retweets and you get trapped in that whole thing. And I'm just like, do I want to be part of this anymore? Meh. Yeah. I so, think the year that you've been gone, yeah. I think a lot, like, cause it used to be <laughs> it was like, a good time to go. Yeah. This is, it used to be, this is what's wrong with me. And then other people who felt that were like, Oh, someone to like shore up and like, we have a connection. Yeah. There's empathy own, there too, right? Yeah. So through our not even faults. the shoring up, but there's legitimate empathy with some yeah, people. So it was well. like this nice big support group. But then yeah. I guess it kind of evolved to everybody calling everybody else out being like, Oh, you don't That's, care about this enough and you should care more about this. Like, especially right That's now. That's what's happening right that. now. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, definitely. You even see it on Instagram. This is exactly what's happening. You're not enough. You're not doing enough to fight racism. I'm like, are you fighting racism from behind your, your like your Instagram posts? Like, is that helping people? Are you yeah. actually helping? I mean, you're educating. I get that. And you see that you're educating and that's a thing, but you're educating other people who are doing the exact same thing. It's you are talking to the same people. Uh, is that echo chamber? Is that what that is? Yeah. I think like, so. You're, you're saying black lives matter. We have to fight racism to another person who's also saying that right back to you. Black lives matter. Like, are you actually contributing? Are you actually helping in any way? So that's neither here nor there, right? Yeah. You can help your community you can do what you need to do but you don't have to be performative about it you don't have to yeah, like, exactly post about it on instagram so 
like I posted that black square on Instagram and I, yeah. the second I did it, I'm like, that's fucking wrong. I posted this and this is not right. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I posted it and like an hour and a half later, I took it down. Oh yeah. And I still have that. I still have that guilt of like, I put that fucking post up there and I'm part of the fucking problem now. Well, it, it was, knew. it was a good thought. Like, so people could Oh, it was a great idea. How, yeah, concept, it was a concept, but yeah. it's performative allyship and it's fucking garbage. Right. And yeah. Like, whenever it turns into, this is what I want you to think I am instead yeah, oh, yeah, of this exactly. is who I am. Like, right. like we're talking about the two personas. Like a lot of people use this as a chance to be like, this is the persona of someone who cares when yeah. what, the the true uh point of it all is you should care and it like you You have to do the work in your life not on your social media right yeah exactly that's a good point uh you know like and come and have a conversation with me don't preach at me from your computer screen right and i mean Mm -hmm. i'm kind of doing that i guess right now but uh you know you do the work in your life that's where it comes yeah Right. And uh, so, but there's also that guilt because I have, you know, I have all this guilt. I'm sure other people do. Like mm-hmm. I'm a beneficiary of the system. There's no fucking question about that. Oh uh, yeah. Like I'm, it's, I'm a 44 year old white man. Everybody fucking hates me. I'm the worst person on the planet. And it's always been that way since the nineties, since I went to university and you're immediately told you're a white man, you're, you're basically the yeah. of all evil uh, and you need to fix that and justify it. So I, I have to use my power to fix things. And so I can do that to the best of my ability. I can give back to my community. I can help out. I can coach kids. I can mm-hmm. teach people how to do things. I'm trying to use my skills to give back to my, to, to Burnaby, to my place where I live and where I work. Yeah. Right? The that, one that's, thing how is, I, that's how I make yeah. these reparations. Right. But I also understand and fully acknowledge that I'm benefiting from everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I feel like you should um not check your privilege or whatever, but you should admit to yourself oh, and others totally. around you that yeah. maybe in some way your life was a little bit easier. That doesn't mean your opinion doesn't count or you shouldn't be involved right. in the in the conversation. What it means is you, as soon as you admit that there are other people who didn't have it as easy as you and oh. you then work to make it as easy for them as it was for you or like, the thing I have is it's like, people are like, you have privilege. So we want to take away that privilege so that your life is just as hard. Whereas that's kind of backwards. Cause what we should, why do, don't we elevate everyone? Right. Yeah, like it's everybody should be elevated, but I know, but that's easy Star to Trek say from universe. A, yeah. It's easy to say from a position of privilege. Why don't we elevate everyone yeah. into privilege? I, Cause it doesn't fucking work that way. Right. So yeah. to some degree we have to be uncomfortable in our whiteness to bring it down a notch. Right. And so mm-hmm. yeah, work towards that. But like the way to do it for me personally isn't through social media, right? That mm-hmm. does nothing to help change anything, right? It might change some opinions. It might change some people's minds about racism and stuff, but you have to kind of already be hardwired with it and you have to have those conversations with people. Like in the hockey community, we have tons of different people from everywhere, right? Even yeah. in, in coaching ball hockey too, ball hockey was even a more diverse group of kids, right? And you have to be sensitive. Well, I had a dude on my team who was dragging his ass out on the, uh, on the pit, on the court. Yeah. And he looked like he was going to die. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I pull him off the ice or the, the floor because it was floor rock. I'm like, what's yeah. happening with you? Like, are you going to be okay? And he was cel- celebrating, uh, I believe it was Ramadan. Oh yeah. So and they can't fasted. drink water or eat food. During that time, I'm like, water. you're a nine-year-old kid and you're playing floor hockey. You're gonna die if you don't drink water. Yeah, like, I can't for religious purposes. I'm like, okay, I get that. How about take a break? 
we'll yeah. sort this out. And I, yeah, I talked to his mom later and she's like, oh yeah, he's super, he's super strict about it. He wants to obey everything. I'm like, that's fucking awesome that he's doing that. Yeah. Maybe have him skip this game. He's like, he wanted to come so badly. I'm like, you got to balance these things a little bit, right? Like, just, I mean, I don't know. It's not for me to say. He's allowed to yeah. come play. I would never say no. You can't come play hockey on my team because I don't. But want as to a die. coach, it is your responsibility. Like I'm responsible if a health for the safety, concern the happens. Of the children, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. So that's like you know, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I I didn't understand that world. I didn't know it. Yeah. And it took like a kid almost passing out in my in my tutelage, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. to, to like. I didn't realize this. And so like, I had to check myself. I didn't know all that stuff. So now I'm like a little more conscious of that when I have other kids on my team that, that might not be from the same culture that I'm from. Right. Yeah, exactly. Take those things into account. I I think you did handle it correctly though, because like when you saw he was dragging his ass and having trouble, you pulled him aside and you're like, Hey man, what's, uh, what's going on here? You weren't like, you weren't like chiding him and telling him to like pick it up. When I was playing hockey, I would a I would have been called a bad name. It was probably a female name. The P word. The P word. Yeah. Get up, P word. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Like, you're what's wrong with you? What are you, some kind of gay? Like that kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah those two things are equivalent, right? Not being able to skate and uh, because of an injury and being a homosexual are exactly the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> right? Like, so I'm from that day and age where that's what I w- would have happened to me if I was. Mm-hmm. No one would have questioned like if it was a an ethical or religious decision that I had made prior to going on the ice. So, you know, yeah, it's one of those things. Like we like so we're progressive to a point now. Mm-hmm. We're much more aware. It's still bad. We still need to do a ton of work. And I know this. And I acknowledge it. I understand it. And I'm putting in that work to get it done. But there's also only so much I could do. I'm not really the person in power that needs to help make the change. I can try to affect change wherever in my life where I can. But yeah, we gotta stop putting putting people that are older than us in power that are you know what I <laughs> yeah mean? we we gotta rest it's not like we gotta wrestle power like physically we just gotta take the chance that when we see like a kid who was fasting because of ramadan that we acknowledge it and kind of i guess not maybe not maybe change the entire game but kind of tailor his experience so it doesn't hurt just him yeah i can deal. play i could like i if i had known prior to the game i could have played him shorter shifts like get out there oh, yeah. run for a minute come back in hang out for a while regenerate your body get back out and play for quick yeah. shifts right like not take the opportunity away from him but like modify it to help fight to help or not fight mm-hmm. wrong, totally what's the same fight i never fight uh <laughs> it, help him like figure out uh the strategy the effective strategy to get out there and do it properly Right? to to modify and tailor hit tailor it for his experience so, yeah exactly so yeah. that was i guess that's that was good. twitter talking about multiculturalism all at once <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say i guess we covered why you left um i guess i kind of <laughs> yeah. fucked up because half hour ago before you started talking about this yeah. i guess we should have covered who you actually are oh okay sure man I, uh hi Internet. i like to do it backwards <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i like to do it backwards <laughs> Yeah. I'm winking for those. Yeah, you can't. Oh, accidental. They like to do it backwards. Those, those are worth more when they're accidental because I used yeah. to make them all the time. Like, <laughs> totally. Hand-listed. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, like hello, Internet. Me. I'm today's co host, Jeff Gauthier. Uh I am 43. I'll be 44 pretty soon. No one gives a crap about my age. Uh, I've uh, we all care. Your birthday's in two days. Happy birthday, yeah. Jeff. 
Thanks, man. Yeah. This is your present. Um, you get to be on this podcast. This is what Dale being with you is always a present. It's a gift. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, I've known Dale for about 20 years, give or yeah. take. Um, he's a good dude. Uh, I've known Derek for a long time. Sorry he's not here, but he, I hear he's off uh, gallivanting in. Did he fly? We'll talk about this after. Anyway, I'm Jack. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I just don't know what Derek wants to be put out into the world, but yeah, that's he, cool. I won't say anything. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. Anyway, he's uh, he's not my my. What I always say is he's not here because he's too busy with too many things in his life. He spread himself too thin, and I got Jeff, who I'm not going to say is better looking than Derek, but I'm not going to wow. not say it. I appreciate he has that. more. That's how about this? I got Jeff. He has more tattoos than Derek. I do. I have a couple. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> He has, yeah, he, he has a lot under his shirts. I don't. I, uh, I don't have no, that quite as many. No, I think he has three. You have. Well, yours is technically one, isn't it? Because it's a whole sleeve. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is. Show one. the ladies. Show the ladies. They don't want to see my. Pull that sleeve up. Pull that sleeve up. Let's see it. Way. See it, big boy. Let's keep going. <laughs> did I? Did okay. I just? Oh, I didn't see. I I didn't yeah. know you had them all over your legs too. I got tattoos everywhere. Look at that, Come. ladies. Come on, you're welcome for this. In the oh, that one was that the most painful one? Yeah. Well, this one goes a little higher. This one oh, right, right in, in the armpit. Yeah, that one hurt. Ooh, it's gotta hurt so that much. I got this one hurt. <laughs> oh, nice. They all hurt. They're just. They're, you know what? Though? Yeah. The worst pain was the one on my calf. That one oh, really I've never. It hurt for like a week and a half afterwards of like throbbing pain. I have my calf done and it it felt Dude. like really hot. <sighs> Yeah, when I was getting it done. It wraps all the way around the back. Yeah, just like it was shinned all the way around the back. And Did I the like, shin hurt more than the calf? No, the calf hurt more. What? The shin hurt I was getting it. The calf hurt more later. Oh, and maybe I, you like bruised the muscle. I, yeah, I texted. I texted my tattoo artist, and he was like, "Yeah, it fucking hurts. That's the way. That's the way she goes." I'm like, I know. I bet tattooers love those texts. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a p word who got a yeah. tattoo from <laughs> you." <right? laughs> Yeah, and he still hurts. Yeah. Nobody told me these were gonna hurt. When is like, it stop? My arm was my arm was fifty three hours. Fifty three hours, and it's over time, right? No, and uh, at once, and it with two days. At once, it was. I went, yeah, two straight days of just getting tattooed. It was awful. Um, but then my cap was like it was three and a half hours or so, and it was yeah. more painful than the arm ever was. It was ridiculous. So. And I, I like I and like I've known I, I've known Marky, my tattoo artist, since we were eighteen. So oh wow! For, forever, and it's twenty-six he, years, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Good math. I do math. You do math. <laughs> and you're like, Marky's done mo- like the the bulk of my tattoos, and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like you, yeah, they hurt. Like the calf hurts. Like that's just a hurdy part. Like I mean, suck it up. I'm like, All it's right, a hurdy part, Jeff. Deal yeah. with it. Pretty much. He's like, yeah. So because I was pussing out. <laughs> like, uh... like, like week week. <laughs> It's like at the end of the week, and he's like, "God, it hurts so bad." He's like, "Yeah, it, it'll do that." I'm like, "Okay." And then, yeah. and then, like a week later, it was totally fine. So, oh, nice. Two weeks total healing time was good. Anyway, so what do you what do you do for? I don't know. What do I do for a so living? Sidetracked on tattoos. Should I, should I say? Uh, I, I mean, mean, if you're comfortable, you don't have to. I'm the director of marketing and communications uh, at a at a for a student association at a major university in Lower Mainland. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's funny because you're like head of marketing and stuff, but you're and I don't not have on media. Twitter. Yeah. yeah no, it's, I, it's probably no. a good, a good bet though. Cause you get so sick of that at totally. work. I know how it works. 
yeah. I understand the metrics. I follow the I follow the numbers. I you know like we I I also have a person who does that specifically in my department who handles all the all the the social media. Campaigns. Oh, that'd be the worst. Was that like a well, community manager? I think that's what Derek does. Sort of. It's sort of that, but like I mean, they're they're a marketing strategist, really. So they end mm. up doing um, multiple other things as well. But like they handle the social media promotions for all of the things that we do. So okay. I, I really only get a report every Monday on the numbers. That's kind of like my jam. So I, I love analytics. So my world prior to this, I worked in the mining industry and I worked yeah. in the marketing division there, and I did analytics and, uh, and numbers for a software uh, market a mining software company. So that was kind of cool. Like that's the world I'm from. So I like metrics. I like numbers, uh, which is funny for a guy who likes math, but metrics aren't math. It's a different, it's like, it's almost like interpreting the, the numbers and making them work for people. So. Yeah. Like you don't, you could just look at numbers and it's like, it's all graphs. I love, like, I'll get into the uh, metrics of this podcast every once yeah, in yeah, a while. Totally, right? it's the same have thing. all these interactive maps or uh, yeah. maps. And I'll be like, there's my favorite one is like, where around the world people are listening and it's like every once in a while there'll be like one from some crazy random country like um oh. paraguay or something yeah. you're like what <laughs> they have podcasts Paraguay. there i mean yeah. obviously they do because the internet's around the world but you just don't you're like how did i how did how is someone on the other side of the world listening to my voice and what are they getting out of it like yeah it kind of it kind of makes me like a little more self conscious. Like, no, uh, when my was friends that, I was in Paraguay a couple of months ago listening to your podcast. And, <laughs> oh, it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually comforting. But yeah. uh, no, it's like <laughs> knowing my friends and family are listening to it, and they have like this yeah. big context of who I am and my opinions. It's kind of a lot easier to handle than just like some random person from some oh, other totally. country just popping in for one episode and hearing me. Like hearing just this episode and that's it. And you're like, oh, I, I hope they I mean, got something beneficial from that. When I was in a, I was in a band a while back with Marky, my tattoo artist, and a couple other guys. Uh, oh, ladies, had, we, no, tattoos, a, band, motorcycle. What oh don't you God. have? I'm a cliche. I'm a walking forty-something. <laughs> a sexy it's cliche. Cool. Ooh, stop. <laughs> oh, keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but we had the same thing, right? Like people were, we put our album up online for people to download, mm-hmm. and like. We, we'd have people message us from all over the world and be like, Hey, I bought your album for three bucks. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like a dude in France, a dude in, in like random places or like uh, we had a woman from Mexico who bought our, our album. I'm like, our, and she was just, I love this so much. And it's just, it's wild that people would take the time to email you. Like I'm in a yeah. stupid indie band in Vancouver and, and somebody in Mexico bought this and thought it was good enough to email us and tell us that it was that, that she enjoys the music. And they're like, man, that blew me away right like yeah. how how do i rate like i just i did this as a fun little side project with somebody <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah i mean like, i'm not getting emails is. about how much people like my podcast i'm just looking on the analytics map so totally. but so, if someone know, does though, what you know when i enjoy your podcast because you'll get a random text message the week later when after it airs where i'm like <laughs> oh man i totally agree with you about this and you're like oh yeah fuck, man like out of nowhere i was listening to your voice so in my head i'm like dale knows exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about yeah so, it's funny because my brother does the exact opposite like four days after the podcast drops i'll just get a text and it'll be like you were wrong with this this <laughs> and this and it's like oh thanks it's like it's like the after 
the fact fact check Neil. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, I try to look at the glass half full side. Of yeah. I'm trying to be more positive in my, and now in my later life, in my twilight years, as I, yeah. as I fade off into darkness, uh, I'm trying to be more positive <laughs> about everything. So like, I want to pick up the good things that you did, Dale. Yeah. Tell you about the good things you talked about. And I guess if I was wrong, the mature thing to do would be like, have a corrections and retractions segment the next week. Yeah. But then I'm just like, mm, I forget. And then we start talking about tattoos and cast and Jeff was in a band and then <laughs> oh, it's just all gone. So you remember in newspapers, whenever we printed retractions in newspapers, yeah. they're always buried. They're like on page 10 at the bottom in the left-hand corner where no one sees them. And they're like this big, right? Like, a, yeah. you know, an eight, an eight column like last week we printed that this person killed his wife but that actually wasn't true he is it's alleged and right nobody ever reads those right the retractions and stuff so it's That's that same thing right you, you nobody wants to admit they're wrong it's like you ever yeah. watch, hey, you ever watch bojack horseman uh, i watched a couple episodes never look behind you i'm not going that way <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's kind of a weird wisdom in a ignoring everything type of way so do you want to actually talk about some outrage that happened out in the world or sure. do you want to just talk about yeah. our lives some more? No, man, we can talk about some outrage. Like, I don't know. Again, I, I only see, so basically I'm only on Instagram. So one of the things about being on Instagram versus being on any other social media platform yeah. is that you really only see the outrage a couple of days later in meme format. That's sort of uh, how it comes to me. So like, yeah. the that's one like I how I get was, my news. Yeah. Like, so the, the St. Louis, uh, protester. Oh, with the guns. Yeah. People, Mm -hmm. So I saw this, like, it was Carol Baskin's head photograph, photoshopped onto the woman. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite one that I saw was the dude with his gun in the yeah. lineup from the promo poster for Predator. <laughs> so it's like, it's like Schwarzenegger and uh, the, uh, and uh, I'm going to say Carl Winslow. This isn't doing anything for my help. The, like all the guys Carl in the lineup and like Jesse Ventura and the other guy. Carl Weathers. Name? Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl. I was like, Carl Winslow is the cop from uh, from Family <laughs> Matters. Uh, but he, yeah, um, they're all lined up, and then that dude with the M16s like pho the photoshopped into the picture, and I'm like, that's how I get my news now. Is like, it's meme format. I'm like, what is this all about? And then I have to go do the actual research about it. So yeah, sorry, I'm just looking up the news story of. I mean, this yeah. was on the docket to talk about, so we can talk. I've about got, it. I've, I've got it pulled up here. If you want to talk about it. Oh. Got it yeah, pulled up on my other screen. That's kind of funny. Like I get it <laughs> on Twitter. Like I get like it's the same thing. Well, it's different because you get it in memes when people are already they're already done their outrage, so they're yeah building so humor around it yeah whereas yeah. on twitter it's like can you believe these fucking people and then it's just the video of them like pointing their gun and you're like wait what's going on and there's like no context to anything and so you like i always have to look at like every time i see something on twitter i'm like holy shit and then i go read the news and i was like oh that was yeah and so kind of so, on an un as undynamic as it was pointed out to be so that's like another reason why I left Twitter, right? Because the yeah. outrage happens so immediately, but there's no fact checking. And I come from a journalism background where like, if you didn't do your fact checking, you get your ass fired and you stop working and you stop having a job. So yeah. in today's day and age, you don't have to fact check anything. You just have to be pissed off about something. And that yeah. is not right. And like when I was working at um, the Calgary Sun, I made this like, it was like, this was like, I think eight years ago in like 2012. And I just started in the editorial department. Like I moved over from advertising to editorial. So I was making infographics for editorial stories. So there was a story on 
like bears and like bear attacks. It's like, oh, I'll do a what to do if you're attacked by a yeah. bear infographic. So I do all the stuff and then I put it together and then I put it out. The next day, the um, the editor in chief comes out. He slams the paper around my desk in front of me. He's like, "Where's your source?" And I'm like what do you mean? It's an infographic. He's like, you still have to tell where you got all this information. So it's like you and me come from that world where it's like, you can't even make an infographic. Right. This is where we got the information from this. We're not just making it up. Whereas Twitter, it's like, I made this up. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Sidebar (laughs) in the nineties, when I moved to Kamloops, I had to take a class in bear safety. Mm. I don't know. Uh, did you ever, I guess it was high school, it was grade 11. And so yeah. like, I had to take like this bear safety introduction class. Oh yeah. Because there was like a super bear attack during that time in the 90s. A super bear attack? Well, like there were lots of bears, like a bunch of bear attacks. A super bear, it's just a big ass uh, bear coming in. Talk about immediate like oh. uh, disappointment. Like I thought you were yeah, sorry, about man. a bear with superpowers attack somebody. But you just oh, meant there was a huge attack. Yeah, <laughs> factory. I had, uh, back in the, uh, I was walking with like an old girlfriend's mom. We yeah. were walking around the corner. We were walking the dog and we were walking around the corner and I heard this dog barking. And it was like, hoo, 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 like this like really deep bark. And yeah. she's like, Oh, it's the horse dog. And I was like, Oh my God. In my brain, I immediately went to like a dog. That's like the shape of a horse or like oh my a God. big ass huge dog. And then, I, and then she's like, you know, it's horse. Like it's got a horse voice. So talk oh. about immediate disappointment. It's a tiny dog with a horse voice. And oh. I heard horse dog. And yeah. I was like, oh man, this is a huge dog. And it was totally a tiny dog. With yeah. A see, I, I hear horse dog. I'm like, dog is a big, dog as big as a horse. Big as a horse. Amazing. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, so I gotta see this, this thing. dog. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. Turns out it was just a small, like a Scottish Terrier with a raspy voice. So like, it's just dog. a small dog with a raspy voice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, anyway, immediate disappointment. Oh, uh, in the 90s, bear class, they issued yeah. us with bear bangers. Oh, the 90s, what a great resource for comedy. Bear uh, bangers. It's basically like a, like a cap, a blasting, like a small blast cap that you like, yeah. screw in and you go bang and you hit it and it scares them away. It makes a big shockingly loud noise. I imagine none of those bear bangers were misused. They were by never you and your friends for anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically like a small blank uh, from a firearm yeah. that you come issue and you're like, use these if you go in the wilderness. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside five seconds later, bang. <laughs> I know uh, of the people I went to school with, and maybe even me at some point. They're like, okay, each of you get one bear banger, and then you and like five of your friends are like, let's put them all together and see what happens. Make one let's big. Make a big let's bear bang. Let's make a super bear bang. Yeah, <laughs> to fight that super bear that's been attacking people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a nickname you want to get in high school. Hey, super bear banger, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, unless you're into that, there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle choice. Yeah. In this day and age. Totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god i think we can draw the line there at bestiality uh, yeah <laughs> so, like, i think that's like where we, we can draw a line <laughs> yeah unacceptable Bring me super bear and yeah. a horse dog right now let's put yeah. this together i like how it's like everybody's like where do you draw the line and you're like right here <laughs> on the on whatever tell, on this side me. of bestiality you tell me when i cross it yeah. yeah yeah right on that side of bestiality my anyway, favorite thing we're is talk to about these protesters Oh yeah. Well, they're not pro. Well, they were using their guns at protesters. So I was talking to my wife about this earlier today too. Yeah. Um, and, and she brought up a good point. Uh, 
so these are these are people who live in a gated community a there's so much shit wrong with gated communities oh yeah like um just just the, the know that we don't agree with gated communities like, on this podcast we were on we were on vacation in california like 100 million years ago our, our kid was like he's 10 now he was like i don't know two or something at the time we we're on vacation in california and we we're talking to this american couple and guns are so like ingratiated in their life and we were talking about them and they're the one couple was like that's how it should be and the other couple was about canada like not having any guns yeah. the other couple was like oh i don't know about that i think we gotta have our guns like we like they weren't super gun forward people but they uh, were like you can't take my guns from me those are my this is my, like as a person guns are part of me and my culture and the other mm-hmm. people like no we shouldn't have any guns they're from colorado or something we were all in california on vacation it was just yeah. like an interesting conversation. So it comes back to this. These two people were casually protecting their gated community property mm-hmm. with the firearms that are entitled to them by law and two, 300 years of American culture. Oh, yeah. Like I saw the video so, and I was like, they're on their own property, right? Yeah, they're, they're allowed on their own to property. have, like, they're, it's, they're, it's, their law allows them to have yeah. firearms. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not you're pointing them at people yeah it's a different thing altogether but like like you and i wouldn't we would think that's weird and wrong and like not correct mm-hmm. americans are like no this is, this is how we do it people are coming on my property i'm going to shoot them and then i'll call the police to come in and fucking clean it up yeah from me i was like well you're on your own property you're a gun you're in a gun, gun society so there's nothing wrong like it's yeah. irresponsible to have those guns. yeah it's irresponsible and rude to point them yes. at people because you Absolutely. don't know when they're going to go off and like proper gun <laughs> discipline is you never point a gun at someone unless you want to shoot them. Intention, so right. Intention. Yeah. Them waving them around. Also another thing too, is like if you have a gun and you wave it at people, that's a good way to find out who else also has a gun and wants to wave it back at you. So but that's American and that's yeah. like if you want to talk about gun culture, that's sort of what it is, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's almost surprising that no one else had a gun to point back at them. Like that's yeah. the, that's the story right there, right? And the other thing too is like like all these like stand your ground clauses and all these legal clauses. Like if someone else did point a gun at them from the street, is that like grounds for you feel intimidated and you have to defend yourself? Like, it's weird because everybody was pointing this out, like, look at these pieces of trash people pointing guns yeah. at people. But it's like, you got to back it up and you got to, like, fucking, like, but that's talk the outrage about the whole culture, society. Right? Yeah. Like, you, you're seeing a viral clip of people pointing weapons at you. It's unnerving because you don't want to see that. You don't want to feel that. And you never want to feel threatened. And that mm-hmm. video is you immediately feel threatened by these two people. Right. You're like, yeah, those people have guns. They have privilege and they're and they're and they're like and they're scary. And it's, it's mm-hmm. scary to look at that. And it makes you mad because you don't want to be on the receiving end of, of those. Of, like the dude's holding an automatic rifle. Like, yeah, fucking terrifying. That's scary. And it's like he's like a lawyer and they're both lawyers. And she sits on the bar like the, oh, wow. the board of the bar in, Saint, in Missouri. And like he's got a diminutive posture. So, yeah those are the last people you want to like scare or anything like, and it's weird because it's like, we're just seeing this snapshot of what happened. And it's yeah. like, everybody's like, this is terrible. These people, blah, blah, blah. They should lose their jobs. And it's like, well, no, they shouldn't. Someone should be like, Hey, you need better trigger discipline with your gun. But, <laughs> but it's like it what also, they were like, doing was legal. But it also demonstrates that fragility of, of, 
the people with, right? The people yeah. who are in power, the people who are in control. They're they're losing it. So this is their reaction to stuff. Yeah. I think right? this also leads like, there's no talking. There's guns first, talking yeah. is after. Yeah, like we're gonna set it's like we don't, we're not going to settle this. We're going to make sure nothing happens first. And then it's like stuff just pops off so fast. Totally. Um, I mean, one of the other things that I can never get around to is like, you know, and again, this is me putting my own life on stuff. Uh, I live in a townhouse in Burnaby. So uh, it's not like, it's not like I have a yard to defend or I live in a gated community. People are welcome to walk freely around our yard. Yeah. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I live in a what condo I, and it's like, yeah. I'm just seeing people walk in and out all the time. Oh, con we have, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got like a throughway right in front of yeah. us that goes like between two condos. It's like totally open. You, you just, I don't know. It's just so weird. What, I mean, I know yeah. we're off topic a little bit, but it's like one of those things where like, I just, it's so far out of the scope for me to be able to understand. And I don't know if that's a privilege thing or a non-American thing or a gun thing or like, I don't know. It's just so far out of my wheelhouse. I don't get it. I so think like, it might be I a class it. thing too. Like we, I like unless I win the lottery or I have rich relatives, I have no idea that they exist right now. I will never live in a gated community and I would never feel well, like I needed to live in a gated I don't, community. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, think about the people that live in gated communities. It's, it's and again, yeah. I mean, maybe that's me being classist to some degree, but like, I don't want to live with people like that, right? Like, yeah, like, I don't, I'd rather live with you, Dale. In a, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna go to the fence and make dick jokes with that guy and have a good time. God, like, no. I don't see talking to him being as entertaining as talking to you or no, totally, pretty much right? anyone like, not, else. Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's that thing where you're so far out of the wheelhouse, it, it's sort of, it's sort of irrelevant, but you see what it, what it does to people on Twitter is it creates. It creates an us versus them mentality oh, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a microcosm with not enough information. So yeah, like it's, it's basically Twitter I find pissed. is like, it's us and them and it keeps yeah. separating everybody. It's like you have like a bowl of sand and then you're pointing, pulling out grains and then you have a littler bowl of sand. And you're like, well, it's still us and them. And then you get down to like three or four grains of sand and you're like, well, it's still us or them. So it's like, like, it just feels yeah. like it's separating all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. another thing I wanted to talk about yeah. too, which is kind of the same was because a lot of people, when they posted this video about the people in St. Louis, they wanted to be like, where do they work? What's going on? And you know, they want those people to lose their jobs. It's sort of like uh, retribution yeah. for that seems and, to be the go-to now. Right? Yeah. Like the cancel culture. It's like, well, I seen what you did and I didn't like it. So you don't get to eat tomorrow. And the problem me on outrage factory we've always talked about this i think one of the first times it came up was uh two years ago when a lady in denny's was arguing with people oh, I remember that. to go yeah. back to their country and then she got fired later she got her job back when nobody cared but the thing was we were like look she should maybe have to go to anger management all this training but she shouldn't lose her job because as soon as you set that precedent it's not always going to be you who gets to pick who's fired. And we're yeah. and it turns out on Twitter, we're seeing that now. Like there's this TikToker who TikToker that sounds so harsh when you say but, it. I, yeah. But she, um, she said, if I see anybody say all lives matter, I'm going to stab them, which you're like, yeah, don't say that online. And she lost her job. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's justifiably or not, but if you're getting into cancel culture, you got to realize that, 
there's a lot of fucking close-minded right-wing people who are your boss, maybe not specifically your boss, but their bosses out there. And if you're setting the precedent where when somebody does something you don't like, they lose their job, then you're going to, there's going to yeah. be a lot of left people starting to lose their jobs now too. See, like cancel culture bothers me in so far as that it's one of those things where, again, there's no work put into it, right? Yeah. This person's bad, cut them out of everything, mm -hmm. right? Like no background, no information, no work yeah. to be done. Just they suck, they're done, right? Yeah, no. Like, it's, it's like an immediate yeah. blacklisting and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's no like road to forgiveness paved out. There's no, no like the prison And it bothers system, me too because like yeah. some people get away with doing outrageous shitty things and they're and, and and like but they're but they're like they're good looking or they're nice yeah or they're popular and so they skate by and mm -hmm. or, or they've repented and they're like oh I've, I've done i've done the work and i've I've made myself like better or i'm I'm like making these better actions and doing things that are uh, i'm working with the community to try and figure out how to make things better and yeah like, oh okay cool well you're fine then you can come back in you're not you're no longer canceled but like you look at these other things and then like people get canceled immediately. You're done. You're just done. And everyone yeah. rallies against them. They're like, you're finished. You're totally done. We don't want to talk about this person. This person's over. And like, nobody's doing the, the, the due diligence. And like, what is the difference between that person and somebody who is accepted immediately back in or, or, yeah. or never really outcast in the first place? It's and the thing I don't like about cancel culture is it seems to hit the, like the peons, the hardest, like, Somebody who is like a business owner, if you're like, they should lose their job. It's like, well, they don't have a job. They own a business. And you're like, oh, we should not go there. And it's like, yeah, well, people still go there. But you have like um, just somebody who's like a representative of some country, of some company, and they're just immediately cut. Or they're like just like a laborer. They lose their job. And they're right. the people who need their jobs the most. So it's like, it's almost like, it's almost like, cancel culture is a reaffirmation of the whole class system because it affects the lower class the hardest and it's the whole cancel culture was designed to try turn that around somehow i don't know if it was though right like, well, I, f I feel like ca I cancel, cancel culture, culture i'm gonna give like them the benefit of the doubt and say okay. cancel culture started with good intentions of Oh, punishing totally. people who were doing ill will to other people agreed. in the world yeah, where they wouldn't necessarily have repercussions. But now it's just turned into, Oh, I don't like that. They're fired. Well, and it's almost, it's almost like, yeah, it's so casual now. Right. Like, yeah. Cancel it. Just cancel <laughs> it. Like, okay. So yeah. that's, that's that we can't, we all agree that we all agree. This person's bad. We all agree. Uh, what was last week? Chris D'Elia. Oh yeah. We all that, agree Chris D'Elia's bad. Cancel Chris D'Elia. He's done. I, I like, mean, so where do you draw that line, Dale? Where do you draw that line? Like, for me, the Crystalia. Everyone <laughs> actually saw this coming. Yeah, uh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't well, Crystalia, I don't believe cancel him, but like a stand up comedian is like, my the goods oh, I'm selling is show. myself. I know, I know, yeah. I, know what you, I know your stance on yeah. it. But yeah, they're, they're not the happiest people in the world, stand up comedians. Yeah. They, as a very general rule, they're not, like, they're, they're not well adjusted folks. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, but for me, the thing with stand-up comedians is you don't have to cancel them because the goods they're peddling is tarnished as soon as their reputation is tarnished. Like Chris D'Elia is a stand-up comedian and you only buy like his specials or watch him if you like him. And if you find this out and you don't like him, like 
I'm not going to go back and watch his spe- one of his two specials on Netflix anymore because I'm like, yeah. oh, it's the kid toucher. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, well, it's immediate. Yeah, there's an immediate tarnishment to it where you're just yeah. I'm not going to bother with that now, right? Totally cool. Yeah, but as but as opposed to say a receptionist at a car sales lot, which was that right. girl from the Denny's, um, what she's peddling has nothing to do with her personality or how much you like her or hate her. It's just like in a perfect world, it's how well she does her job. And so canceling her doesn't really change. I, I, I kind of got lost in the it, metaphor here. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to talk about because like mm-hmm. even this, you and I discussing this, does this put me in the window for not cancel culture necessarily, but you know, if my coworkers or my boss or somebody hears this. Oh, if your coworker, yeah. if your boss listens to this, I'm going to be super pumped because this is the yeah, product that yeah, I'm but like, peddling. But, but I get what you're saying. Whole thing. It yeah. comes back to that whole thing. Like, you know, um, most of the shit I post on Instagram is pictures of my motorcycle, pictures of my kid, pictures of my wife, and pictures of shit I find in the creek down by our house. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's like the bulk of the stuff. Like, it's, it's innocuous garbage. Uh, if someone found my Twitter shit and started reading it from 2013, then yeah. maybe they'd think differently of me, right? Or like, and, and I've had this discussion with other people that I work with too. Like, yeah. do we, like, do I, do I follow you? Do we not follow each other on oh, yeah. or Twitter? Like, do we, do we, it's about establishing a boundary, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hey, I heard you were on a podcast. Do you want to listen to it? I don't know. You need to make that decision for yourself. Right. Like, yeah. Like I you know. on purpose don't tell people I work with to listen to my podcast because not because I think it'll get me fired or whatever, but it's just like to them, I'm a coworker. I'm not, well, I guess I've, I've turned into the dick joke guy because I can't hold those, I can't hold those back even at my job, but I, I don't want to turn into the, I don't want my political affiliation to affect the way that I have to deal with my coworkers. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And I get that. Yeah. And like, I, I try to live as openly and authentically as I possibly can. And I know everybody tries to say that they, they, they we're all doing our best. We're all doing as best we can. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I've been on another podcast too, uh, where I talked about like the. You've been cheating the, on me with other podcasts. Yeah, I was on with uh, with uh, Jess's podcast um, of about a year, I guess a year ago now, um, just talking about like uh, the concussion issues that I had and stuff too, right? Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, and that that's out there. That's available. Like people now know that like I've I've had head injuries and it's it's like it's affected how my life has gone. Like weird mm-hmm. weird things like how I have to fight it and. Or, I'm back to fighting again. Uh, I'm just yeah. battle like those those conditions, right? Like like the the CTE and and the, like the potential for I have to keep my heart rate down when I exercise that kind of stuff, right? Like there's some mm-hmm. people know about this. It's like it's open common knowledge now, right? And now I'm talking to you about topics that are very sensitive for a lot of people. And like, yeah. am I the authority on this? And I guess you probably feel that way too. Hosting a podcast, I'm not the authority on this. I'm not the go-to. And does anyone actually want my opinion on it? So what matters, Dale, is what we do in our lives. Yeah. A good, a good thing I always do. Well, what I always insist on is I'm not like an educated authority on this. Like I just have opinions. And even if you hear what I'm talking about and you think about it, that's like a victory right there because as long as you're thinking about it, I want everybody to hear what I'm saying and maybe go take an extra look at the St. Louis people who had right. the and then develop bit, their right? own opinion on it. I don't want anybody to just take my opinion and be like, well, Dale said this, so I'm taking this. I just want to like kind of yeah. you're advertising. Seed. 
you're you're like an advocate for yeah an advocate for like doing your research realistically right that's, yeah like do your due diligence and make it fucking happen like uh yeah. it's easy so that's the thing about social media it's easy it's very yeah. simple to just get angry about and be pissed off about whatever's coming in at you right now it's so simple because it's right there it's spoon fed to you in an algorithmic format that is designed mm -hmm. for you to interact with right and so it's and, so easy it comes yeah Doing and life the actual in work general. is fucking hard. Yeah. yeah life right? in general, like you and me know this because we were like super young, budding journalists. And the thing that you notice right away is it's a lot easier to be negative about stuff. Like, oh, so much easier. The, yeah. the example is when you're starting out as a journalist at a, at a university paper, they give you CVs to review. Yeah. And a lot of people by default, uh, just because it's easier to like say you don't like a CD and pick out a couple things that you didn't like about it because it's kind of like you don't emotionally attach yourself to if other people like this. Like if I say, right. like I remember it with the Vanga Boys <laughs> when uh, their first CD came out. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, I love this. So I'm going to say I like this. And yeah. then people are going to judge me because they don't like it. But if I said I didn't like it, then I would have like just kind of skirted away without having to deal with people attributing my my uh, taste in music yeah negatively. to that, to, to, that yeah, yeah. to that thing that you wrote it's tied inherently to that forever so with that in mind if you go on twitter or facebook or social media and you see these people talking about stuff negatively you're like well they are just going that because that's the easier way to go totally. like you don't want like it's a lot of times people don't want to defend something because they don't want to have to like like I said with the CDs, you don't want your personal kind of persona attached to it in a negative yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely it is, and like <laughs> it's it's a weird thing too, right? Like I don't know. Yeah, that's good podcasting I, right there. Yeah, I, I, think we, I, I think I just talked myself into a hill there, just like. No, but I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I can give you, I can actually give you a concrete example of this. Ooh, everybody's favorite, do. everybody's favorite, speaking of like CDs and stuff, yeah. everybody's favorite thing to bag on. Here it comes. I've got a Nickelback story. Oh, okay. Right, are you ready for this? Yeah. Back, I don't remember the year. I think it was maybe 1997, 1998-ish. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, our band, I was in a band, like a stupid little band. And do you remember Uncle Charlie's in Camlips? Mm, that was, was that the, bar, the bar right down by the arena that was before it was the max right was correct it? yeah, it was yeah. Way before it was the max so yeah. we our stupid little band was the end guests on a bill with mystery machine and nickelback mm -hmm. uh a million years ago like, yeah was what was your band called do you remember band. what's that what was your band called ten do you speed. remember ten sorry speed. ten speed oh it was me and uh my buddy simon and jerry this other guitar player Mm -hmm. And we were like the, the warm up, warm up band, the on yeah. first at nine o'clock, nobody's even there yet kind of band, right? And I remember sticking around and like I was a huge Mystery Machine fan, so this was like the biggest thing in my life. Okay. I was like, this is the band, I'm so excited. And we went <laughs> up, we shit the bed, and no one cared, and it was fine, whatever. We got to play a show, we played for I don't know, like 25 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Packed up all our shit, and then we stayed and we stuck around. And I watched Mystery Machine, and I was in awe. I was just like, this is awesome. And then we watched Nickelback, and watched Nickelback play. And they're like, they're really fucking good, man. They're really good. Like, this oh, is yeah. a young Nickelback. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Their very last song, they covered Jeremy by Pearl Jam. 
Oh yeah. And it was unfucking believable. It was so good. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. And of course this is like early. There's no mm-hmm. one, there's no one around. I was talking to them afterwards. I'm like, dude, it was so good. And I was talking to Chad, the guy, the, the yeah. lead singer guy. I'm like, that was so rad. It was such a good cover. Like it was rad. And I'm like a young dude. Yeah. Like, right. And I was just blown away by this dude's ability to cover this song. Your whole set was rad. That cover was wicked. So yeah, thanks man. Whatever. Yeah. Fast forward to a hundred years later, yeah. uh, I was working with a friend of mine who was, I was basically coming as a cameraman. He was going, a camera person, uh, he, was, he was interviewing Nickelback when they were on the set for, they're renting a building in Burnaby, yeah. um, kind of a, uh, off the Lougheed Highway for the photograph video shoot. <laughs> and we yeah. got there and we were interviewing somebody from Nickelback and I was just there yeah. to take photos of the set and the scenery and everything. And uh, the, we interviewed the bass player and the, and the drummer. I want to say yeah and we get in there and there's like a full sushi spread and there's like a full like there's beers everywhere all over the place and they sit down and we get brought into this room in this building and we sit down and we're like hey so what's going on and they're like hey how are you guys doing we're good and he's like hey do you want like some sushi or a beer and i'm like ah, he's like, I'm like, we're like why do you have all this stuff he's like hey we're nickelback i was like okay and that just set the tone for that so yeah. these guys i met like 15 years ago, 15 yeah. years prior to that. And then like, I told them the story about how I saw them. And I thought it was fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And a, one of the guys wasn't in that version of the band. So he had like, oh, okay. no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. So, uh, and he's like, yeah, like, and we were like, you know, we had some beers, we interviewed them, we talked to them and they're very like, we just don't even understand any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's going on. We're just doing what we're doing. And we show up to the thing and hundreds of people come out, thousands of people come to see us. And it's just, it's fucking surreal. So like, they don't even really get why they're famous. But anyway, the, the story was like, you meet these guys later and they're like, you, as a youth, they were, I made this opinion of them that like, not that like Nickelback was good. They were fun to watch. It was an yeah. amazing live show. They did a great mm-hmm. job. And then they just became a, uh, over time, uh, like a caricature of themselves. And that's yeah. what Twitter's like, right? You meet mm-hmm. all these people and they're, they're genuine and they're awesome and they're fun and they're nice. And then they just later, they're just a caricature of what you thought they were at some point or what the experience, because the experience changes over time and everything changes over time. I think that's what I was going with. Did that come out? Yeah, that's good. That's right. succinct. Like, it's a, succinct is better than my uh, CD analogy that just kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, I was just, just trying to put it together, right? Like yeah. over time, if you feed into that persona, you become that persona. Ah, uh, that's a good way to put it. To a degree, right? So like, and yeah. I didn't want that. Didn't want that to happen for me like if you look at my instagram page it's pretty fucking no toast man like it's just a, a character <laughs> like a, i'm a caricature of myself i'm a yeah. fucking sons of anarchy wild hogs bro now like, like, <laughs> my harley taking that, pictures of my vest and like i mean that's I, not like, the I, worst genre all, to be in i got shit all going on except yeah that motorcycling in during the covid times i can go for a ride because i'm wearing a mask and gloves and knowing and, and i'm not touching anybody yeah, but see, the so, good thing is you realize you don't got much going on because no, oh, well, really nobody on Instagram has much going on, but they're just like, this is a great big deal. Like my Instagram is all leaves and flowers. I love your Instagram. <laughs> because, your Instagram page is one of my favorites. Yours and, and, uh, and Andrea's are awesome. Oh, like thanks. there's always nature and cool yeah. stuff to look at. Every time I'm scrolling through, I'm like, dum, 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 dum. Yeah. All those are cool flowers. What are yeah, they? and it's so funny because everybody's like, why do you take so many pictures of flowers? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool, 
because I like taking pictures of flowers. Like I've always said, better than looking at my motorcycle photos. <laughs> if anybody would pay me to take pictures of oh, moss on a tree, yeah. I would be the happiest person alive. But nobody wants to, so you just get them for free on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 uh, open them up in Photoshop and steal them off Getty and uh, and clear the uh, watermark out of it. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Like it's just like. For social media, I'm always like, it's, it's almost kind of lame, but it's like you have the, like, the Christian belief where it's like you treat others how you want to be treated. Like that's one of the fundamental beliefs of Christianity. Yeah. So like I'm not saying I'm Christian, but for me, social media, I'm always like, well, I don't like reading dumb stuff. And I don't like when people are bragging too much. So I always post what I want to see. Yeah. Like if I, <laughs> if I have a picture, of, if I took a picture, that's all right. And I'm like, mm, it's not that great. I'm not going to post it because if I saw it, I wouldn't be that jazzed. Or like, there'll be so many times where I'll have like a tweet. I'll be like, this will be really funny, but it's kind of mean. So I'll be like, mm, I'm not going to put that because I don't like reading mean stuff all the time. So yeah. it's just like, I mean, yeah. if everybody did that, just post You're being it. that change, right? So yeah. instead of being that reactionary person that's just pissed about everything or makes that immediate reaction about it. I yeah. mean, I'm social media's Gandhi. I'm not going to say it, but since you just did, I'll oh accept it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally you are. You're, yeah. you're the, yeah, you're the social media pacifist. Let me see some more flower pictures now. <laughs> yeah. Like Ooh, yeah, get in there. Get in there, Dale. Let me see that statement. Get a good focus on that. Yeah. Oh, all those petals are hot. If, there, if, there's, if there's two things, two rules for social media to help yeah. everybody out, it's post what makes you happy so that other people will see it and they'll make them happy and reciprocate and never yeah. read the comments because that's where people go to <sighs> shit out whatever's wrong in their personal life and kind of take Why are people like that. Why are they like that? I can't like the comment section is probably, uh, unless you're helping people. Yeah. Like, unless you're like answering a question that will help people in the future or like, mm -hmm shut the fuck up in the comments there's no need for you to comment on anything <laughs> shut up yeah it's like a lot like a year ago i posted this picture of like a like i melded to the skate logo and the orca logo for the canucks yes, and yeah. i posted it on reddit and everyone's like oh this is cool i love it thanks and then some people are like mm, it's stupid i'd like it if it was facing the other way or if it's like whatever why do you have do to it then yeah. take that opinion do yeah. the work and make it happen it's like why did you point out the one thing you didn't like? And yeah. then just you like, for me, it's like, I see someone I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Scroll, 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 whatever. I'm never like, ah, here's what's wrong with it. Like, you know, what would be better mm -hmm. is if you totally didn't do <laughs> what you did and do what I think yeah. is awesome. Oh, this thing you <laughs> created out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's acceptable and it's good, but here's what I don't like. What I would personally. do is yeah. delete it and do what I do. Do what I think is right. That's well, what I I'm think not even going to do that because I'm too lazy. Oh I'm just going to complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's yeah. got at least two of them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Pardon? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Just like, it's like someone's like, I wouldn't do this. It's like, well, then make a podcast and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and hence the rise of podcast culture, too. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah. I think podcasts are just like the new blogs. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. You know what I miss about what? actually going to work? Because this room that I'm in right now, this is where I work now. Oh, this yeah. This is my, like, this is oh, my office. Oh, you just tainted it with Outrage Factory. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but I used to listen to podcasts on my commute, right? That was like, oh, yeah. Chant. 
So like mm-hmm. I have this backlog of podcasts that I like, I listen to yours and yeah. I listen to every little thing because it's half an hour. But, oh, nice. But I've got like a pile of podcasts just in the queue that, that yeah. I've like, uh, got This Is Love and I've got, I listen to the Low Life Chopper podcast, which uh, realistically, if people know this now, they're going to judge me on this. But uh, I don't know. They're basically like rednecks that talk about motorcycles. But I love hey. it because I like the motorcycle chat and less about the rednecks. It's chat. weird how good rednecks are at machines because they're uneducated, Dude, but they just they know the so shit, shit out of machinery. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, don't, I should just come to you, but you're busy. <laughs> so I listen to this podcast. Yeah. Now I know more about welding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Low Life Welding podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but like, yeah, and like, I don't know. And I started, like, I got on this kick of listening to, like, murder podcasts for, like, the longest time. And then I'm like, I got to stop listening to these because they're affecting me as a person. I now know way too much about murder. Oh, dude, I listened to, it's called The Last Podcast on the Left. And it's like, uh, it's a true crime podcast, but yeah. it's macabre. And, like, ma- over a year ago, they did a series on Mangala, the, like, yeah. Nazi scientist. Yeah. And it ruined my life. Like oh, every time yeah. someone brings up scientists, I like think about the horrible Joseph shit Mangala. this guy did. Talk about this and right I'm now. like, mm. or like whenever somebody's like, oh, that guy's a Nazi when they like see some white supremacist and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you about actual Nazis it, and uh, what they did to children. Wasn't it a Nazi scientist that invented the H-bomb for the U.S.? Yes, I think. Yeah. No. Uh, I can't. Maybe, right, anyway, we're not talking about that right now. Are we well, talking about that pizza, though? Well, the what? The swastika pizza? Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh my like, God. so it's funny because I, I texted Derek because me yeah. and Derek saw Aziz Ansari live, and Aziz had this joke where he to point out how like you people are pile on and stuff. I thought we were saying, canceling Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Anyway, know. carry on. So in his standup, he had this thing where he was like, did you see this Pizza Hut Nazi, Nazi uh, pizza thing? And everyone was like, everyone, I was like, I, I don't remember this. He's like, oh, it just happened. And he's like, has anybody seen the picture of this? And then like people in the crowd put their hand up and he's like, what do you think about this? And then they go to say something. He's like, I don't care what you think because it never happened. And you're just pretending to be part of something that never oh, happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then smash cut to... I guess this week sometime at Little Caesars, somebody actually put a, a swastika on a pizza, like with the little pepperonis. Yeah. Yeah. I saw and, the picture and it's appalling. It's weird. And like, you know, though, like you can go into when you're do, ordering pizza online now, there's like always a, there's always like a box at the bottom where you can fill in yeah. like any special requests. And you're like, yes, make a, Make a Carl Winslow on my pizza out of, out of green peppers, please. Right? Like, that would be quite the yeah. feat. Can you please do the portrait of Alfonso Rivero uh, in, my, in my pizza, yeah. uh, in the cheese? Would be Did fantastic. people put, hey, can you put something on my pizza that makes you lose your job? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Can you please get, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I don't get um, it. Like, wh- why? Was why? It? I guess it was just like an 18 year old kid who's like, mm, I'm not thinking about the future at all. This would be funny. And yeah. then, like, now, like, I think a bunch of people who were working that shift got fired. But it's like, what did you think was going to happen? What do you think like, was going to happen? I, I know. And that's, like, so, you know, I'm, I'm raising a child with yeah. my wife. We're raising a child together. And, like, how do I stop him from making dumb decisions like that? Oh, okay. Right? Like, you and I, we, like, dude, I grew up in a hockey culture. Yeah. There's some shit that I'm not proud of that happened. 
and it's in my past and like you make stupid decisions it's not like it's not like stick in the butt level stuff that that whole hazing thing that just happened is it well i mean i that never happened to me okay so, in one of your two not, not recently anyway he always got that backup bottle just in case it's like, uh, yeah you know. The one's still good. It works fine. Yeah, you, uh, have, <laughs> you have your hot food butthole and your regular food butthole. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, spicy, spicy butthole. Spicy butthole. Uh, yeah, but it's like, yeah, we grew up doing dumb shit. I mean, yeah. but you, like, so part of it is like, I, you know, he's 10. By the time I was mm-hmm. 10, I was in the hospital like five or six times with broken shit, right? He's oh, never yeah. even scraped a knee. And I'm like, <laughs> he's not learning anything. He's not learning how to handle pressure and pain and shit, but also like making decisions, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so this is where we're trying to rectify the past with the future and like make mm-hmm. these right decisions and stuff. How much leeway do I give him to make mistakes? Yeah. And where, again, where, Dale, where do we draw that line? Yeah, right? exactly. Cause like what you were saying, I, I was an unsupervised kid. Like I yeah, fell out of haylofts. I, I didn't even live with my family. I didn't even live with my family for a while. I lived with other people's families. Oh, weird. That's yeah, long, long story. I'll tell you and more about that's, that later. That's, that's an, in-depth character thing to bring up right near the end of the podcast but it was like i remember i moved to where you, I, you know but like yeah i moved to where i lived uh like i moved we moved farms when i was like seven years old so somewhere around the time i was seven i walked half a kilometer down the road like just unsupervised i was i don't i was probably like in between seven and ten yeah as it's like it had to be somewhere around there like I was either I was grade two to grade five, and that's that's being nice yeah. to my parents. So I'm I'm walking down the road. I'm half a, I'm half a kilometer away from my house, and then there's like a little forest on the side of the road. So I'm in there, and like I walk up because there's like there's kind of like it's not like a cliff cliff, but it's like fifteen to twenty feet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, and, it's a ravine. And I'm a ten year old boy, and I'm like. Yeah think i got superpowers and i'm indestructible and i see that there's a rock ledge like this and then there's a tree growing up about a foot and a half from the rock ledge and i'm like well, i'm gonna slide down that you can make it you can yeah make it. i can make that so i climb up there and <clears throat> i jump out and i grab the tree and it's since i'm 10 i didn't properly uh look at the fundamentals of this tree or whatever so if it goes back and I hit my head on the rock ledge, like not, yeah. not hard enough to knock myself out, not enough to give myself a concussion, but enough to be like, oh, fuck. And then you Something's just, wrong. Yeah. You get that like 10-year realization, you're like, where you just like kind of smash cut to the situation you're in. And you're like, how the fuck did I get here? What am I doing? So yeah. then I kind of like, it didn't even work as a, tel- like as a fireman's pole because it's a tree and you can't slide down <laughs> yeah. to the same way. Like, nothing added up properly the way so you like, calculated it in your head. So I, like, I kind of like just go down and then I like walk home, like rubbing my head. And then my mom's like, where were you? And I'm like, mm, I was just fucking around. I didn't say fucking around. I said whatever. But it's like that. Like I had that childhood. Yeah, yeah, I don't right. have kids now. But like, would I let my kid do that? Hell no. Would yeah. I be completely scandalized if i found out my kid had done something that potentially stupid yeah so then okay so now smash cut to me actually parenting a child yeah and uh so if i let him go outside and go explore on his own and do something half the people would be like 
what a great parent letting his child go out and explore the yeah. world. And the other half of the parents would be like, what a fucking scumbag. I can't believe he let his kid go out unsupervised. <laughs> and so, so that's parenting in a nutshell, right? Yeah. No matter what you do, it's wrong depending on who's looking at it. So, <laughs> hey, it's like social media. Just like social media. It's like parenting except with bigger babies. Uh, so <laughs> but it's, yeah, man, it's, it's wild, right? Like you, you, there's no right or wrong answer to anything in life. You do your best mm-hmm. and try to block out the noise. And so that's, there's, there's social media cutting uh, to me. I'm doing what I feel is the best and I'm yeah. learning and listening to other people and how they're doing things. And I'm taking that information and I'm using it to create something better and do something better. And, you know, you can't listen to everything. That's a perfect way to end. There's too much. That's a very salient point. You can't listen to Outrage Factory podcast because it's amazing. Yeah. Listen to us because we don't know what we're talking about, but we never pretend we do. How's that? Yeah, that's great. That that (laughs) accurately sums it up, right? All right. Uh, Thanks a lot for tuning in. Jeff, you've been a wonderful guest. We got a deep dive into your uh, life there a bit. We (laughs) kind of meandered, but hey. Yeah. What what's Outrage Factory without a bunch of tangents? Tangent Factory. Um, you're not on social media, so you. Oh wait, uh, tell everybody again what your Instagram is. You you can follow me on Instagram at, at Mr. Goats. Uh, I don't expect a giant rush of uh, of follows and signups. I don't really look at it anyway. Uh, my analytics people <laughs> will tell me on Monday how my social media is performing. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, yeah, it's pictures of my motorbike and my kid and my family and stuff. So. Hey. That's, that's all you need. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. You can find the uh, podcast uh, account at OutrageFactPod. Yeah, sure. Yep. You can find us on Facebook to watch this. Uh, you can go to YouTube, um, <clears throat> OutrageFactPod on YouTube if you miss the live stream, but you still want to see the video. What have uh, I been listening to it on? What is, that, what is the internet program that you use to run Transistor? The... Yeah, Transistor. I've been listening to Transistor FM. Yeah, we're on our third uh, hosting site. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We started on SoundCloud, and then yeah. we went to – I don't even know what we went to next. I, I totally was forgot. Stitcher? Was it Stitcher or something? No, it wasn't remember. Stitcher. Anyway. It was something, and then Derek Stinger? switched to – no. Derek switched to Transistor because you can have multiple – uh, podcasts on yeah it, it, it's behind anyway, the scenes stuff that nobody I digress yeah uh you could go give us money on patreon um i Not think it's me. just I'm, I'm good. outrage fact <laughs> uh yeah and i guess that's it oh uh check out this you can see my feet on OnlyFans. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh my god could you imagine how bad our OnlyFans accounts would be oh my god would just be so like oh you can see Awkward my cool guy. thumb. You can see my thumb I destroyed. Would you for do five it? bucks? For five bucks, I'll suck on it. Um, Ew. No, I uh, I was I was working on a motorcycle project for a buddy, and I was holding down a piece of metal. Yeah. With my hand, and I was drilling into it, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to strap it down. It'll only take a second. And of course, yeah. it caught the drill and created like a blender blade situation where Ooh. it flipped back around and cut the end of my thumb off. So I got like a butt thumb now. Look at those stitches sticking right oh, out. Oh, when did that happen? Two weeks ago, I guess. Gross. Pretty gnarly looking. Anyway. Hey, I'm not going to say that was dumb of you because working with metal every day, I have to learn those lessons the hard way myself. Hard way. That's how you learn. (laughs) That's how you learn. I'm still making, I still make mistakes and uh, I learn from them. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Come back again next week. And until next week, stay angry. Stay angry.